When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast with me, Holly Johnson, and my co-host, Gabriella Clark. Each week, we discuss the latest vegan news, taste test new products, and chat to some of the leading names in veganism. Welcome to this week's episode of the Simply Vegan podcast, and thank you so much for joining us. As always, before we get started, please do remember to leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. Um, We love to hear your feedback and your suggestions for discussions. So don't forget to do that. (laughs) Um, How are you, Gabriella? I'm good. Thank you, Holly. I'm reveling in the sunshine that we've had the last couple of days. My goodness, does it make a difference to everything? I know I've been madly sort of scrubbing everything in the garden and kind of getting it ready for when we can socialize and have have a little uh, vegan barbecue or something <laughs> getting very excited I love it I know just it felt like uh there was some optimism in the air maybe some more positivity on the horizon so Thank you to the sunshine, I think, for bringing us that this weekend. Definitely. So this week marks um, British Pie Week. So we've been taste testing quite a few this week, haven't we? Um, yeah. Do you do you generally eat, generally eat pies, Gabriella? No, I have to say this is not something I would normally eat. My least favourite type of food is definitely pie and mash anything with gravy I long before I went vegan I was a roast dinner hater which I know is controversial (laughs) um anything in that realm is definitely my least favorite type of food um so getting to taste these pies was great because actually it's not really something I normally eat how about you I I'm the same actually I I mean I do love roast dinners um now and again but I I do yeah I I tend to find British food quite bland um Mm -hmm. however like you say it it was nice to try some different ones and I do I do love savory pastries so um hot or cold you know um especially mushrooms so the one that we tried from a company called noble house prepared now this is kind of luxury restaurant dining delivered to your door um and this was a um a wild mushroom pie which which i really enjoyed it was a really earthy um sort of rich creamy filling wasn't it and a lovely pastry 
totally agree uh, that earthy mushroomy taste that you described was exactly how I experienced it too and definitely luxurious for sure I agree yeah it comes with a mushroom gravy as well um I was a bit surprised to see the price um it's a single it's a pie for one person and it's nine pound fifty so that was a bit of a bit of a shocker um but like I said, it's it's beautiful packaging. It's it's beautifully prepared, and um, you know, it, yeah, it's it's a luxury one, perhaps for Mother's Day or something like that. Yeah, I mean, for us, so we had the pie, and then we obviously had the sides that went with it. So the roast potatoes, roasted carrots and parsnips, and then uh, broccoli and was it green beans? I think it was. Um, and I have to say, definitely not your average weekly meal for the for the cost, but it did really feel like restaurant dining that all you had to do is kind of pop it in the oven. The packaging was beautiful. Instructions were really easy to follow. Um, like you, £9.50 for a single pie. Slightly price prohibitive for me, um, but for a treat, I can see where you'd be getting, you know, that special experience when it arrived at your door. Yeah, yeah, the roast potatoes were amazing. So you can all you can order, you know, the whole sort of roast dinner, I guess, can't you, to have delivered? Um, so yeah, that's an interesting one. Um, I on the other side of the scale, yesterday I tried the um, pucker vegan mince and onion pie that's one pound um, in Morrison's which was great really like packed with filling in fact when it was cooking it was kind of like spilling out over the top Um, yeah that was really good I mean not a luxury option the sort of thing that you know if you're doing a roast dinner and perhaps the rest of your family are eating meat or you know something else then you could have that for yourself so yeah that was a really good option Um, sounds good and then we had some mini pies that our Vegan Society accredited delivered from Frankdale Foods. Now, I haven't heard of this brand before, but apparently they are, um, well, they usually cater for the hospitality industry. But obviously, sadly, everywhere, um, all our pubs and restaurants are shut at the moment. So they're now delivering nationwide to our homes. Um, these these were like tiny little mini pies weren't they they were really cute yeah little ones in their own individual kind of foil casing weren't they yeah they're 5.99 for 12 so quite affordable and they come in three flavors mushroom leek and ale and country vegetable which I think has like sweet potato and stuff in it um yeah these were really nice actually I mean they were very small kind of like more like party food I'd say so or Definitely. you know good for like kids like a couple each or um like yeah maybe like a sort of a lunchtime snack something like that yeah I mean when they arrived they definitely even the packaging everything the look about them it is a catering item and I can see how ordering a box of those if you're having a party and catering for a lot of people um they'd be really useful for taste testing purposes I just had a couple with my lunch through the week so kind of one of each flavor through the week with a soup or you know alongside a dal that I'd made or something so a bit of a weird combination but (laughs) um they're a good good little snack for sure and they were nice flavors for me the country vegetable one was my favorite and it did have more kind of pasty vibes for me than a pie I don't know whether it because the pastry was quite flaky and then the the filling it was definitely reminiscent of a pasty but in a tiny little pie form yeah they're really cute what other pies have you tried in the past have you tried the Clive's ones and the pie minister no I'd have to say if I was looking to buy one uh to cook at home which is quite rare one of the brands I really like is Higgity Oh, yeah, I love Higgity. Yeah, I'd say that would be my go-to, not just for kind of a pie to put in the oven, but even some of their snack, easy-to-eat-on-the-go eat items. I believe a couple of episodes ago, maybe even at the end of last year, we tried their vegan no-pork pies, which I thought were brilliant. So 
I'd say Higgity was my go-to brand. How about you? Yeah, I loved those pork pies. I actually, um, we tried them in the run-up to Christmas, didn't we? And I, I, yeah. don't, I don't know why, but I don't remember being blown away when I first tried them. And since I've found them in my local Waitrose, I've bought them a couple of times when they've been on offer. And I love them. They're like, they're kind of like lentils, aren't they? They're sort of a healthy-ish filling rather than, you know, processed. Um, obviously, you know, not. 100% healthy because you've got the pastry but yeah really really tasty I love those I think they're nice because I mean I would never have eaten a pork by pork pie before I went vegan anyway that's wouldn't be something I'd a flavor I'd choose to eat but because they have that more lentily vegetable filling but the pastry outer is very reminiscent of a pork pie for me it was the perfect balance between the two yeah well, British Pie Week, everybody go and um, try some new vegan pies and um, or even try and cook some at home. I, I don't tend to cook pies at home. I tend to um, sometimes make like a, a mushroom wellington, which I love. Um, it's mm. become a bit of a speciality, which is nice. Yeah, with pies as well, it's a great way to get everybody in the family who might not be vegan trying really hearty, filling, wholesome vegan food. Um, and anything where it's like mushrooms and a rich gravy and the pastry still gives off a really meaty texture, I think. So a bit of a, a crowd pleaser if you've got non-vegans in the household that you want to entice in. Definitely. So let's move on to a story that I discovered this week. Um, it's a study that it's not brand new, a brand new study, but it's something I hadn't come across before. And it's a study that says that for the most diverse gut microbes, we should be eating 30 plants a week. So in plants, they include vegetables, fruit, herbs and spices, nuts and seeds, um, and kind of salad items. Do you think you get 30 a week? I would like to think that I do actually yeah I think I'd like to think that I do I know it might not necessarily sound that way from this podcast when I seem to enjoy a lot of pork pies and (laughs) chocolate bars but yeah we tend to especially with our breakfast and then our evening meal cram those meals full of seeds and nuts and fruit in the mornings for sure and then in the evenings generally I'd say between four and five different types of veg within the evening meal I would have fruit as a snack through the day we tend to have quite a lot of nuts in our evening meal as well so through the week I'd like to think I make 30 yeah yeah it does sound like a lot, doesn't it? And you kind of, you know, I mean, I obviously I'm the same. I do eat, I love nuts. Um, I'll always have nuts and seeds um, and obviously like fruit um, for breakfast, whether it's a smoothie or perhaps like granola with some fruit on top. Um, but when you're talking 30 different, you know, Uh, plant-based foods you kind of think well am I am I getting that many but I think if you take into account herbs you know you might cook with some basil um yeah I I I think I probably do um we like you I I kind of pack in as much to every meal as I can so for breakfast like I said I you know often have a smoothie or sometimes porridge but I'll always put something in the porridge just to kind of give it that extra you know, nutrient boost. Um, For lunch at the moment, I'm loving my salads because I get the Riverford boxes every week. You just kind of Mm -hmm. get such a nice mix of salad leaves and they they count, by the way. So if you have like different salad leaves, they count towards your 30 a week, which is good to know. (laughs) Um, So you can tick, tick a few off there. And I tend to get my Riverford box, which comes on a Monday. And I I make up a massive bowl of salad that that I then kind of eat throughout the week. Well, it doesn't actually last that long (laughs) because I eat quite a lot. Um, But yeah, get the the seeds on top and uh, like roasted beetroot or walnuts and pear. And I just kind of mix it up like that. Um, Sometimes have it with delicious chickpea tuna. And then, yeah, then dinner obviously is, is, you know, 
sometimes a bit more difficult because you're kind of feeding everyone for dinner, aren't you? So you're trying to find something that's going to please, you know, a 42 year old woman who wants something healthy and a nine year old boy who <laughs> wants, <laughs> wants pie and mash, Gabriella, which wouldn't be. <laughs> Um, so that can be difficult I did cook a roast yesterday just to try and get some lots of veg into him um but yeah I mean things like lentils um I'll often hide mushrooms in things so blend them up Mm. and put them in a sauce so yeah it's very interesting and um yeah kind of a different way a different take on the five a day isn't it definitely maybe for uh through the week we should tally up how many we are using just without kind of putting any extra effort in just to see if you come in way under what you thought you did or pleasantly surprised it would be a good way to check wouldn't it that's a really good idea should we challenge ourselves to do that this week yeah let's not get competitive don't add all your extra (laughs) leaves into your salad to try and rival me (laughs) I I am I'm afraid I'm very competitive so I'm (laughs) I'm so gonna do that I'm going to work my way through the fruit bowl shortly after we finished recording, I think. <laughs> do you um, do you use the freezer much? I don't think you have a huge amount of space, do you? Because I find it really useful for, um, you know, like I keep spinach in there and kale and raspberries and things like that. Yeah, so we have a really small freezer just in, in the top of our fridge. So it's literally a one drawer, one compartment thing. And we use it. The only thing you'll ever find in there is frozen fruit for smoothies and then peas and edamame. I love edamame. Yum. And maybe some frozen broccoli. But all the rest of our veg and fruit, we tend to to eat fresh. Um. But yeah, definitely love frozen fruit for smoothies, for sure. Yeah, it's just such an easy way to kind of have it there all the time, isn't it? And you're not panicking about it, go, about, you know, going off in the fridge and not eating it in time. Mm. Um, and we've started, because since doing the Riverford, which I keep banging on about, I know, but I do love it. Um, we've had a bit of a surplus of onions. So we've kind of chopped up loads of onion and put them in, put it in freezer bags. So now if I'm cooking a meal... It's so easy. I literally just get grab a handful of chopped onion and throw it into the wok. And then, you know, and then you could just good to go, which is a bit of a revelation for me. Brilliant, because that is, you know, quite a laborious part of preparing dinner is chopping, peeling, chopping, crying over an onion, <laughs> getting it in the pan. I hate all chopping for a time onions. Saver. Yeah, me too literally my pet hate so yeah there's a few good tips there I reckon um make sure you follow us on um Instagram and let us know what you think share your tips for um getting your 30 a week or just you know packing in the fruit and veg to your vegan diet we're at simply vegan podcast and vegan food and living Next up, I speak to Genia de Piero, who is a herbalist and runs a luxury uh, well-being spa in um, Notting Hill. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm really interested to hear what she has to say about incorporating herbs into our diet. Do you tend to drink sort of herbal teas and things like that? Yeah, I do, actually. As I'm a tea and coffee fan in general, but certainly in the evening, something like a chamomile tea or peppermint. And then I do like to drink fresh mint tea and fresh lemon and ginger tea as well. So just the fresh mint or lemon and ginger in hot water. Oh, that Um, sounds lovely. Yeah, we have a, a little teapot that almost has like a strainer lid. And we just pack it with sliced fresh ginger, lemon, turmeric, a bit of black pepper and hot water, and then let it sit there for a while and then pour it out that's such a great idea because that's really sort of immune boosting isn't it yeah um oh I might have to try that you're you're winning against me (laughs) (laughs) I'll see you next week at the final Holly (laughs) oh brilliant We'll keep listening to hear from Genia de Piero she's a herbalist and naturopath and she's going to be telling us how to optimize our plant-based diets with the use of herbs.
Hello, Jenya. Welcome to the Simply Vegan podcast. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Holly. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. It's nice to have a bit of sunshine at last here in the UK, isn't it? Things are definitely moving in the right direction. Yeah, at last. Um, So you started out in banking, didn't you, before becoming a herbalist? What, you know, it's quite a dramatic change in career. How did that come about? Well, it actually happened over the course of probably 10 years. First, I had an idea in my head and then kind of things started lining up to push me towards my new career. So I want, I always wanted to have a business on the side and I, I used to live in Japan for a long time. So I wanted um, to open a spa. And then I started studying naturopathy and I was actually trying um, to help my father overcome quite a serious illness and, and he's fine now, but I've taken short courses, nutrition, herbs, and then there was this goosebump moment uh, when I was studying herbs and I realized that there's this amazing source of vitality all around us you know in the fields in our garden, in our fridge, and only if we knew how to harness their power would be so much happier and healthier and and that's that's when I knew that this will be my future career and then by then the idea grew bigger and bigger so uh, in addition to spine and wellness clinic we wanted to set up a brasserie which of course is so vital uh, to wellness and then um, it's not just about physical and emotional wellness it's also about social wellness so we set up a club for families uh, with little kids where people can um spend quality time together and experience those happy little moments that are also so critical for health. So very quickly, idea grew so big that I just couldn't do it all. And I had to pick and, and I quit banking and, and made this my, my full-time job. Fantastic. So at what point did you start eating a plant-based diet? That happened actually already maybe 15 years ago. Okay. Um, during my time in Asia, uh, I was getting into animal rights and uh, I became uh, um, one of the, um, the members and donors of PETA, People for Ethical Treatment of Animals. So everything kind of came from the animal angle. But then, of course, as I started studying uh, naturopathy and um, realized that this is also a very healthy way of living because meat and, and fish are very polluted. And if you don't have access to organic uh, produce, then you're kind of adding a lot of toxins into your life and, you know, our air and the water and we're kind of surrounded by toxins. So there was another reason. And then um, a very big um part of our philosophy um, at the club is sustainability and then um, you know being vegan contributes significantly towards reducing our environmental footprint so you know started with animals but then there were so many other reasons which which made this this um, conviction stronger and in fact it's the same case with with different clients that we have people come from from lots of different avenues to um, to being a vegan yeah, it tends to sort of start with one of the three main reasons, doesn't it? And then as soon as you kind of start learning about the others, you're like, oh, yes. <laughs> I can tick so, that box as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So many reasons to make the change. When we think of herbs, a lot of us kind of think of adding, you know, like your basic herbs like basil to your, you know, Italian pasta or perhaps a bit of coriander in your guacamole. Um so, yeah, we often think about herbs adding flavor rather than using them for health. I certainly don't ever think, you know, sort of count them um, towards my five a day, for example. So how does herbalism work? Well, you know, it, it works on so many different levels. I love when people think of herbs as as a, as a piece of basil to add to, to their pasta, because herbs don't have to be treat it like a full-on medicine that you need to remember to take. 
uh, it, it can be part of our diet. And, and the more diversity uh, you introduce, the healthier you're going to be. So, you know, herbs have uh, millions of different phytochemicals and our microbiome needs millions of different types of foods um, because it's, it's just a very diverse ecosystem. And um, adding herbs can, you know, instead of thinking five a day, uh, you know, it's not very practical for you to eat 20 a day, right? But it's very easy to add 20 different um, herbs into your spice mix. And, um, you know, herbs like basil, a lot of aromatic, you know, thyme, rosemary, well, provided you eat it raw or as an infusion, not kind of over fried on your uh, roast potato. So, so those kind of aromatic herbs, they're key to our digestive system because they stimulate production of enzymes, but also they've got volatile oils, which boost our immune system. So, you know, growing um, thyme, rosemary on your windowsill, they grow all year round. And simply adding uh, a little bit into your salad will already go a long way towards protecting us from all sorts of pathogens. And then spices like cumin, turmeric, turmeric is also quite critical for, for immune health. But spices, for example, in a curry will give you the most vibrant health in terms of benefits of not just digestive and immune system, but also hormonal health, skin health. So kind of all around medicine that you actually don't notice and, and don't kind of need to remember to take. But then, of course, when you come to say a herbalist, it becomes a slightly different conversation because you need to, to understand everything about the person from the history of their health to whatever symptoms, um, you know, they're experiencing, they might be completely healthy, but they just want to eat better or, or they have some other uh, wellness goals. And then, um, you know, if they have a health condition, then you will get to the bottom, so to the cause of the condition. Quite often, you know, you might have skin problems or immune problems or autoimmune problems, and the, the cause might be in the gut. So you will focus very specifically on gut health or stress, which is a precursor of most every condition that our modern society um, suffers from. And then, and then you'll work with, with that element. And then you will use herbs um, quite often in um, a form of tincture, which is kind of an um, alcohol-based extract which is a little bit stronger. So you do need to have a special training uh, to understand the right dosing and to understand various characteristics of various herbs on how also to help with some quite, quite serious medical condition. And uh, of course, it won't be just the herbal remedy. It will be some dietary changes that will most surely need to happen or lifestyle changes or, you know, something about your sleep hygiene or water intake. Um, you need to kind of look um, and analyze the whole environment in, in a person's life in order to to get them to vibrant health. Coming back to, you know, you starting to use herbs more at home. Should we always go for fresh herbs and spices? You know, for example, is there a difference between fresh turmeric and um, the powdered variety? Um, essentially, um, you know, the three main... Um, ways to take medicinal herbs will be the alcohol base extract, the powder, or the tea. So um, alcohol tends to act a little bit faster and tends to be a bit more potent. Also, you know, it goes directly into your bloodstream, so you don't need to metabolize it in the same way you would met metabolize the actual herb. Um, and if you take it in a powder uh, or, or fresh, there's not a whole lot of difference, but there, there are some herbs like turmeric, actually is a good example. It's it's not um, terribly bioavailable. So, so we kind of struggle to absorb it. So we need to kind of add some cofactors in case of turmeric uh, is black pepper and um, oil, some sort of fat uh, to make it better absorbable. Or in fact, it's one herb that kind of supplements have done a great job of extracting the active ingredient called curcumin. And if you really suffer from very, very serious inflammation, I would recommend actually to go for a supplement. And literally, that's the only herb that I don't use in this traditional form. I still use it, in, you know, my curries and in my juices. Um, 
but there's a little bit of a question of, of how much of that we can absorb. So, of course, when we are talking about um, kind of warmer time of the year, when everything is fresh, it's better to eat herbs fresh. Uh, but we don't always have that luxury. That's why, you know, we'd make tincture. And um, if we're talking about sort of simple culinary herbs, you can even create your own um, tincture by mixing a herb or, or a berry with vodka. And it will keep for, for a few years. And, you know, it's, you to create a proper medical formula, you need to understand the, the quantities and so on. But, you know, for just home use, you can just make it one to six and, and uh, have a nice source of medicine that will keep throughout the year. Um, there's also another way of, of making herbs at home, which I absolutely love, are medicinal vinegars. So this is something I drink throughout uh you know, cold and flu season, but also it's just a lovely salad dressing where you infuse vinegar, apple cider vinegar is, is the best one. It also has some probiotic um, uh, features through, through something called mother. So it needs to be raw apple cider vinegar. And then you can grate some horseradish, onion, garlic. All of these are very, very potent antimicrobials. And also they have affinity to respiratory tract. So they're very good for, for colds and flus and cough and, and, you know, even kind of serious conditions like pneumonia. And um, you you essentially infuse it for a couple of weeks, and then you've got you strain, and you have a very lovely medicine that also is very tasty. I just add it kind of into salads, and and again, this is something that can be preserved throughout winter. Uh, another way um, of um, kind of making the most of nutrients during winter is fermentation. So sauerkraut, which I recommend everybody to make from scratch. And and I can see it on my patients. Whenever they make homemade sauerkraut or, or kind of buy, the result in their gut is, is very, very different. And this is actually how we kind of used to, um, to get uh, vitamins and, and other nutrients in winter before, you know, we didn't have uh, fresh uh, fruit and veg. So we used to ferment whatever we could. And sauerkraut was an excellent source of vitamin C and also excellent source of fiber. And again, it can, uh, once you made it, um, it will keep in your fridge for three, four months. Uh, and oh, very tasty, uh, easy, very easy to add in, into salads, or you can just mix with olive oil and eat it um, as a starter. Yeah, so a long story short, uh, fresh is great. And and if you grow rosemary thyme and so on, then, then make sure you add a few of those um, raw into your salads. But then there are a lot of other ways where you can make um, vinegars, tinctures, syrups, and you can preserve it throughout winter. Fantastic. I love sauerkraut, but I've yet to make it. I've, I've, I'm ashamed to say I've even been on a fer fermentation course and still not made my own. Um, so I think life sort of got in the way. I do buy it, it um, from the fridge of my local health food store. So would you say that's kind of the next best thing? Yeah, you know, it, I, I like to be in control of my ingredients. So um, if you know producer, you know, local farmers, people who kind of don't add, don't dilute with water or, or add probiotics, actually a, a sauerkraut, um, the, um, the sauerkraut made from scratch has many more probiotic strains than, than any supplement on the market because there's certain um, microbes, beneficial microbes that actually supplement industry failed to, to be able to make into a supplement because they, they're anaerobic, they don't survive in, in oxygen. And, and having this kind of natural way of fermentation allows you to add a lot of diversity into your gut. Uh, so um, hopefully that your health store did a good job, but also it's just so easy to make. You just shred your cabbage and you mash it a little bit uh, to create this kind of brine. And then it sits um, under weight for four days. And, and then there you go. You've got like five liters of, of sauerkraut. 
Um, I have no excuse. I'm going to go and make <laughs> some cabbage tonight. Um, what about herbal teas? You know, we kind of see them all in the supermarket. Um, you know, you kind of think, oh, I'm going to, you know, be really healthy and get some herbal teas in. I mean, do they work? Should we be making those from scratch? They do work. Uh, they they work really well. Um, I would say the only thing kind of to watch out is the quality of the herb. Uh, essentially, um, as a as a medical herbalist, you would work with a herbal dispensary uh, and know how they grow, how they preserve, how they transport, how they extract. So there are so kind of a lot of boxes to tick uh, when it comes to to creating a very potent tea. So a uh, tea bag is not going to work in this case because it's, it's probably a, a, has not been preserved correctly. So to begin with, at least make sure you buy loose teas. Okay. And um, and then I would really recommend uh, doing a bit of foraging um, because herbs, they grow everywhere. Uh, very soon, uh, in probably three, four weeks, we're going to have nettles and dandelions starting to grow. Nettle is, is an incredible source of um, minerals and vitamins. It also contains natural antihistamine. So it kind of comes out in the right time of the year to help us with hay fever and other seasonal allergies you can make infusion you know you can create pesto you can add it into soups obviously vitamins are not stable under heat but you'll preserve the minerals and other phytochemicals and um you actually nettle is the most potent when it's um young and and the shoots are really kind of uh new but actually it regrows very quickly so if you grow it in your garden or you can even find the corner of the park where you can harvest it uh so you you can collect those fresh um nettles pretty much throughout un- until october or november and it regrows within a week so you will have kind of fresh supply of young shoots every week um to to make an infusion from and then the same with dandelions. Dandelions grow everywhere. Leaves, um, they're slightly bitter. They're excellent uh, source of um, kind of bitters for digestive system to detoxify, to increase enzyme production and bile and, and to kind of speed up detoxification, which is so crucial, you know, after winter when our body is a little bit sluggish and we need, um, you know, to, to improve metabolism, to speed up metabolism. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and then the, so both of these herbs they come up in exactly right time of the year for us to do a little bit of a detox to nourish ourselves with minerals and vitamins and there are so many examples of these herbs growing everywhere and and in this case you can dry it yourself and and create your own bespoke herbal tea chamomile of course calendula grows everywhere in everyone's garden echinacea as well um a bit later in the year um but failing that health i would say health health store is is a good second option or or of course a herbalist who who will um also be able to advise you know what tea would suit what condition yeah well, it's amazing that, you know, I mean, I've been out doing some weeding in the garden. I'm pulling all these things up and throwing them in the garden waste or the compost. Please don't. <laughs> oh, my God. I had such a such a, a trauma when uh, a gardener, a new gardener came and I sort of forgot to, to tell them uh, sort of what to do and what not to do. And before I knew it, they pulled all of my nettles, all of my dandelion out of my garden we're obviously chatting on zoom and I have to say you really are the picture of health um you look amazing what do you eat on an average day um well uh, I, I, I can't say I'm perfect in my food choices and and as a herbalist I'm more about a balance I, I kind of want to allow my my patients to to enjoy life and enjoy food rather than kind of exclude lots of food groups so I'm more into finding alternatives to pretty much everything people want to to enjoy and and you know advising healthier cooking methods um but I do try to be organic as organic as possible and seasonal 
um, and and local. You know, that's when you get you're going to get the most nutrition out of the foods that you eat. So, in um, winter, I already mentioned a lot of sauerkraut. I I eat um, a lot of mushrooms. So. I make mushroom fritters, just made a post about uh, of that recipe if you're interested. And um, with, with maybe brown rice, I make a lot of curries. I like kind of Indian food because it's hearty and it's healthy um, and, and it's warming and it improves circulation and assimilation, which is one of kind of challenges that you have in winter. Um, it's not really... A, um healthy to use raw to eat raw foods in winter because they're cooling and our body struggles to digest them so it makes something like dal or or another kind of indian curry uh also um, vegan shashuka as well yeah so something hearty you know stews with lots of spices um of course root vegetables uh, have most nutrition throughout autumn and winter and then we'll be moving into more kind of salads and gazpachos and a kind of lighter foods and and a little bit more raw foods um when uh, we uh, start growing them and when in spring and summer Okay, you're making me hungry now. <laughs> what about um, fasting and, and things like that, water cleanses? Do you kind of practice those kind of things? I do. Um, sadly, you know, in our, well, especially if we live in a, in a big city or kind of a polluted area of, of the world, which, which most uh regions are right now so we're kind of getting toxic faster that our body has has an ability to detoxify itself of course we're detoxifying on a daily basis via liver lymph kidney skin bowel um having said that things do get clogged up and, and certain imbalances can appear so uh, like you do kind of a spring clean in your house or or you know you send your car uh for some service we need to do the same um to our body we need to reset this button uh whether you do a full-on detox or maybe just um, a little bit of a clean diet with, with with some smoothies depends on your health challenges depends on the state of of your uh body because uh, you should never detox when you are depleted or really really unwell detox is a, is a stress um and and then uh you know i wouldn't recommend a fully blown fast which is basically only liquids like uh juices or water or or, or broths i wouldn't recommend it in winter again we're we're a bit sluggish we're a little bit weaker um uh, during winter um something like ayurvedic kichari cleanse with 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 um just a, a um a very gentle easy to digest food would be a good idea and then in uh, summer, you can attempt fasting. Of course, it's very, very important uh, to kind of go in and come out of the fast correctly. So you need to, to still have clean diet before and after. And the, benef- the benefit of the fast, it gives you faster results. So um, if you do have very um, serious pain or or um, conditions where you know you need to facilitate a uh, very very profound detox then then fasting will get you much um, quicker result than for example clean diet so if you fast for five days it might take you four weeks of a clean diet to get to to the same result but yes i absolutely support it uh, several times a year yeah i find it really good do you kind of start the day with lemon water I start the day uh, with just warm water. Okay. Um, and and then uh, followed by juice. So I used to um, to drink lemon water with a little bit of turmeric, but then I um, got worried about my um, animal, so about my teeth. 
and drinking through straw wasn't really practical. So it's it's a good it's a good way to kickstart your digestion. But failing that, a bit of warm water, uh, and then um, I tend to to make my own juices depending on what is in season and and what are my goals. And after that, I've got um, well, kind of depends on what we are keen on. Um, but these days we make our own homemade muesli and and then we add some superfoods like um, chia seeds and hemp seeds and flax seeds, walnuts and and a bit of coconut yogurts and a a secret ingredient, which is organic decaf coffee and and raw chocolate Um, and maybe a couple of drops of yakun syrup or something which has a low glycemic index. Yeah, so this is our kind of bowl of goodness. Uh, And there's no one way. Some, Some people love a smoothie. Uh, I tend to do it more kind of in summer. Um, others can can have this this tonic uh, where they juice turmeric and add a little bit of pepper and coconut uh, milk and lemon uh, and ginger, which is really, really lovely. Yeah, so there's no one way, but um, water with lemon is a good idea. You just need to drink it through a straw. Okay. So you mentioned your spa, Cloud 12 in Notting Hill earlier. It looks absolutely beautiful. I mean, especially at the moment when we can't, (laughs) presumably are you closed at the moment with lockdown? We are, but, um, you know, we're already taking bookings. We're opening on April the 12th and people are, thank God, lining up to to use it. Yeah, I mean, anyone that, you know, go onto your website and have a look, you will be, <laughs> you will want to book up straight away. Um, so you, you've got a wellness clinic and a yoga studio and obviously the spa. Um, what caught my eye was some of the dishes on the menu. You've got kimchi fritters, herby vegan arancini, um, the smoothie and juice bar. Just, yeah, looks delicious. Is there a large plant-based community in, in Notting Hill? No, there isn't. Um, but I, but I tend to um, tell my clients that you know not everybody eats meat or fish, but everybody eats vegetables. So you don't need to be a vegan or vegetarian to to come and eat at our brasserie. My goal was to create and well, actually, to show to everyone that uh, you can have a delicious, feeling and nutritious meal um made from vegan ingredients and and then of course well every diet has its limitations so um any diet can be unbalanced and for every diet you need to actually make sure that it is balanced and and of course for vegans protein is is the most important macronutrient that is responsible for building cells and repairing cells we literally can't live without it and that's one of the challenges and and you know diversity if you want to get a complete protein with all uh, essential amino acids you need to kind of mix your grains and and add to the diversity and and we wanted to show to people how to to have a balanced vegan diet that will kind of lead to vibrant health and for that you need to make sure you have the the right macro and, and micronutrients um, yeah, so the idea is that doesn't matter if you're detoxing, doesn't matter if you're vegan, if you're non-vegan, um, you can still come and enjoy um, a healthy meal. But it, you can also come and have a you you can be on a detox, but you can uh, have a special celebration, maybe with a glass of organic wine and eat very healthy clean food and uh, you know you don't need to lock yourself up for four weeks without an opportunity to see your friends uh when when you're on a detox you can still come and and eat good food and and not compromise on your protocol yeah well book me in for the 12th of april (laughs) oh please please come um you mentioned earlier a mushroom fritter recipe where can we find that yeah so on my instagram jenny de piero I post a lot of recipes that are seasonal. Uh, you know, I talk about kind of health 
um, benefits of various foods and herbs, a lot of foraging when something comes out in England, well, I live in, in England, so I'd flag it and I will um, suggest a way to make it into a food. And then, of course, I'll talk about loads of different medicinal herbs and how can we can overcome some chronic conditions, what are the causes, what is to watch out, how to, to reduce toxicity. So this is kind of the goal of my blog. Some of it um, also gets copied into cloud 12 instagram but mine is kind of more health focused and then cloud 12 is about all all good things in life fantastic thank you yeah so everyone head over to instagram and follow genia de piero on there um well thank you so much for joining us today is there anything else you wanted to add well, uh, thank you, Holly. I really, really enjoyed our discussion. I would really hope that people embrace more herbs in their life and, and make it into an easy process. It's, it's so easy to to boost your health with, with a couple of methods like fermentation, sprouting, dehydration. They're, they're just out there and herbs are right under our feet. So so please just, just look around you. If you have any questions, send me a DM. Um, and I think people uh, also need to embrace more vegan diet. You don't need to be a vegan, but, um, you know, as, as Peter said, if uh, if we become um, vegans half of the week, then fifty percent of the world will will become vegan. So we don't need to to be vegan. We can still, but we can still try and and feel and enjoy health benefits of this diet. Definitely. Well, all I can say is thank goodness you left the banking industry. And uh, <laughs> thank you for all that information. I'm definitely off to try some of those techniques that you've mentioned. Thank you, Holly. So lovely to talk to you and I hope to see you at Cloud 12 very soon. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Simply Vegan podcast. We have a new episode out every Tuesday morning, UK time. So we'll see you next week. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.